This podcast is a detective story in which you are the detective. The question is not, who is the werewolf? But do Chris and Paul like this film? After all the clues have been heard, you will get a chance to give your answer. Watch for the podcast break. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A A Very very British Horror horror Must Die. Which is a bit of a clue as to the film we're going to be talking about. It is a little bit. The Pope Must Die. (laughs) We're probably called Jane. I was going to make that joke. (laughs) Haha, beat you. (laughs) No, no, I'm sorry comic strip fans. We're actually going to be talking about The Beast Must Die, which is an amicus horror film from 1974... Starring Calvin Lockhart and Peter Cushing. And Charles Gray. And Charles Gray. And Anton Dufresne. And Michael yeah. Gambon. Yeah. I'm already making it sound better than it is. Yeah, so it's got the cream of uh, British actors in it. Who weren't the cream of British actors at the time. Bit odd, Apart from it, Peter Cushing. Well, yeah, Peter Cushing. A bit odd and to Anton see Michael Dufresne, Gambon. Who's not British. No. Honorary British. Yeah. And Calvin Lockhart, who's just American. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, um, let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's, let's have some plot. Actually, no, it's before the plot. Yeah. There's a, there's a kind of a special announcement, isn't there? It's the first thing. It's yeah. Before the opening credits, there's um, um, Mr. Valentine Dial. Yeah. And, and he announces that uh, this is a detective story. Yeah. But it's, you, not, it's not a horror story. It's a detective story. But... Um, you don't have to. Uh, it's not who done it. It's uh, who's the werewolf. It. Yeah. <laughs> Probably catch your name for that. Yeah. <laughs> who's the lycanthropist? No. Yeah, that's that's better. That is better. Yeah. So you. Um, yeah, and he w- w- warns you that the idea is that you've got to guess who the werewolf is, yeah. and that there's going to be a werewolf break um, yeah. <laughs> during which you need you, to you nominate your werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, but then you know, which is weird. But then the film starts, and it's you know, um, it's some guy, Cameron Lockhart, being chased <clears throat> by armed men who are being guided by a- Anton Dufresne, yeah, who's um, supposed to be Polish, but sounds quite <laughs> German. <laughs> it, it's all it's all, all the same, though, isn't it? In Hollywood land, I don't know what a Polish accent like, is. To yeah, be fair, no, I mean it's. But I know Anton Dufresne is German, so yeah. it basically it's like sounds German. Like, so in which case, you know, that, that covers all of Eastern Europe, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Um, and th- this guy um, is caught repeatedly yeah. by the, um, the the soldiers, the armed men, and then he's shot, mown down in the back. Um, in front of some guests at this yeah, um, tea party, posh English country mansion. Yeah, it's pretty innovative to set this horror film at a yeah. it's, it's quite posh English country <laughs> mansion, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's quite uh, for an intro. I think it's quite good, and it kind of it's got the the, the funky music. Seventy, really seventy, yeah, really yeah. funky music, and there's that, there's a reason for it being that funky, I think, as well. But um, which also has something to do with the casting. But the um, the, the yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of quite action filmy. You sort of think you're going to watching a sort of thriller at the beginning. 
it, it is quite action filmy in one sense, but it's also quite, you know, tiresome in another sense. Yeah. It, it's not very, it's not a very well directed action scene. We, we're not really, no. we're not really talking like a James Bond type intro. No. It, it's, I, I it's, think it kind of wants to be a bit like that. Well, actually, what it wants to be is, is it's, it's trying desperately hard to cash in on the whole black exploitation thing. So Shaft and the many other films that followed it. And I think well, that, that's I think that's true. And uh, there was a black exploitation horror. Subgenre, wasn't there? Yeah. Which we do not need to talk about. Yeah. Which Black I've never, se- yeah, <laughs> never seen that. One, surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, it might not. It might not be completely hundred percent okay to watch that now. But <laughs> but this is this is quite interesting, and, and and I guess we can probably go on onto this now before we. Uh, oh, the gig. Okay, yeah. So um, originally, I think they wanted Robert Quarry. To Play the, the 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 main role of oh that no, I, that is quite interesting I didn't know that yeah Robert Quarry I kind of like from Madhouse another yeah. anarchist film yeah and he was a Count Yorga yes American yeah. films yeah so the, he was originally they wanted him to play uh, Tom Newcliffe who's the as we find out later he's he's a a, a billionaire hunter yes he was who, just trying out his new he was trying security out his new measures. security measures yeah. which we find out what they're for a bit later um and Instead, I think they they decided that they would go. There was this crazy black exploitation movement happening, and it was it was obviously doing quite well. And and they thought, oh, we'll we'll have a piece of that. So instead, they they um they they cast Calvin Lockhart, who who was in a couple of those um, the, probably the lesser known black exploitation films. And um, what's quite interesting about it is is I think is that the the script doesn't change because obviously when, when you had it when it was Robert Quarry it would have been he would have been a white rich white man rich yeah. white man and instead what we have which is which is interesting for the time period is a rich black man whereby that has no bearing on on his it's not mentioned and there's no bearing on it in in the story it doesn't it's not a focus or anything well that's so right. it, it ends up being quite a kind of almost a progressive idea. Which I think is quite unusual. I, I like that. And, I, I, and it's interesting what you say about Robert Quarry because the role mm. and the way that uh, Calvin Lockhart plays it, it's not what we've come to, ter- to term the juvenile lead. No. It's, it's a proper... This is the um, this, this is the proper horror character lead. Yeah. This is... Robert Quarry was of the same kind of stature by yeah. but in this period as Vincent Price, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. In fact... Lockhart's role is the main role, and yeah. Peter Cushing plays a supporting role here. I mean, so um, it's it is it is the he is the main character, but it's also the star part. And no no mention is, is ever made of his colour. I mean, you say about no, the, the, no. the the funky theme music. Well, yes, but I mean, I think I agree. I agree with you. That but, would have been done after but, the film. But within, in the film. in the film, none of the characters are no are, uh, even mentioned. No, <laughs> which is brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's actually it actually ends up by by just probably laziness. Nobody actually bothering to rewrite the script. Well, not laziness, but lack of time uh, and, and the quick turn production turnaround these films tended to have. Um, that that they they obviously thought, well, we don't, we haven't got time to rewrite this, so it's it's not mentioned at all, which is brilliant. I, I agree, and you know. Kevin Lockhart's got this fantastic voice. I'm not yeah. sure that he was the greatest actor, but he, he actually has the voice for any. Yeah. Like, like a deep sort of uh, horror, like like not dissimilar from Valentine Dole's voice actually in some ways. Yeah. But, you know, he, he he's actually, um, you know, he, he he's right for this part. Yeah. I think. I think he, he's he's he's. He manages to have that that sort of. Um, I'm trying to remember where he's from now. I think he's. Um, I could yeah, look at the I think, Yeah, could do. <laughs> he, I think he's from the, the either the Caribbean or. I, oh yeah, Bahamas. Like Bahamas. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So he's from the Bahamas, <laughs> but he he sort of manages to get that 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 sort of 
slight African sound to his voice while also having a bit of a, a an RP sort of tone to it as well. Yeah. Very kind of theatrical, which yeah. work, which does work really well. I mean, like you said, he's not the best of actors, but he does work really well for this this role. And, and, and he's convincing as a a big game sort of hunter and and, and, and that. We're in a way that I'm not sure yeah. Robert Quarry would have been. As, well, it'd be a different kind of... It'd yeah. be like a White Hunter, Black Heart thing, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. John Houston style. So I can I can see how that would work, but yeah. this is a different yeah. different interpretation, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um I guess the film goes on, we see Anton Dufring is obviously working for Tom. Um and yeah. uh Anton Dufring's character's called Pavel, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just put in this really expensive security system because because Tom Newcliffe um, wants to catch a werewolf yeah. and he's really okay so this is not really very ethical because he's invited like five people round well like one his wife's there and then yeah. his wife's friend yeah. and then um, her kind of old tutor slash boyfriend yeah. piano boyfriend who's he's a yeah, yeah famous pianist and then there's a a guy called Paul Foot, which is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, who's um, some kind of do- well, he's he's like a failed doctor, isn't he? Yeah. I don't think everybody says what he does, but no, he he he. You get the impression he's just sort of bums around a bit, but he's a medical student. Um, and and then you've got Peter Cushing, who's Doctor Lundgren. Yes. And he's doing his full on Scandinavian accent. I think I think he's been. I think he's doing a Dutch accent. Perhaps. I don't oh, know. No, this is Swedish. Is he Swedish? Yeah, yeah. He's playing... Okay, I missed that. No, no. He, he's absolutely impersonating Dolph Lundgren. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course. That very famous actor in 1974. I mean, Dolph Pit, Lundgren being at the height of his fame. Pit, Peter Cushing was anticipating Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a Russian in Rocky IV, though. Dolph Lundgren, doesn't he? Well, maybe Peter because he's also criticising <laughs> the accent. <laughs> I don't even know if Dolph Lundgren is Swedish. I think he's some kind of... No, he is, yeah. Yeah, Swedish, I, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and also, uh, we're forgetting Charles Gray. I was, I'd never forget Charles Gray. I as, love as Bennington. Love Charles Gray. And, um, yeah, he, he's a kind of disgraced diplomat. Yeah. So, basically, so what what's happened is, um, and, 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 and the craziest plan ever... Um, Tom Newcliffe has assembled all of these people as guests, stroke prisoners. But basically, they are prisoners. Yeah, at his house because they've all had been involved in weird circumstances in which somebody that they've been around has been bitten or something's happened to them that they've been killed in some nasty way. Except for Paul Foot, who has um that's that's gonna annoy me all day. Paul Foot, for those of you who don't know, is a is a, a comedian. Um, a very fine comedian. Who's very good. Um but yes, not anything like Tom Chadbun's character. Um so he's assembled all of these people because they've all had things um yeah, Paul Foot is different in that he's actually eaten human flesh as a bit of a kind of medical student prank by the sounds well, of it. Well, sort of thing you do. He was also implicated in another murder. Yeah, there was some So anyway, so they've all been implicated in various murders in which people have been torn apart or something nasty's happened or something to do with human flesh. Apart from... Doc- Dr. Lundgren, who's just a werewolf expert. Yeah, he's a, he's a werewolf expert. But then he's also accused later on of being potentially one of them as well. So he, he's, he's not been involved in any grisly murders, but obviously, because he's a werewolf expert, that obviously makes him a suspect. Well, I, I mean, everyone, including um, Tom's wife. Yeah. Who is Davina? No, Davina's... Caroline. Uh, Caroline is his yeah, wife. Yeah, Davina Davina's is... her friend. Yeah. Um, incidentally, Caroline apparently was like they were eyeing up Shirley Bassey to play that role. Apparently, so so the the, the internet tells me that would have been good. It should have been interesting. Maybe she could have done the theme tune. 
would have been quite good. A big kind of orchestral thing with that. The beast must die. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an opportunity. Apologies to uh, Dame Shirley Bassey if you're listening for that <laughs> terrible, terrible impression. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so getting back to, to um, Tom Nucleus' plan. So he's assembled all these people, but it's an absolutely crazy plan because well, firstly he doesn't he's got no evidence that a werewolf actually exists. So he's he's just he's just assuming that he's because there's legend of the werewolf of werewolves. And he's hunting the ultimate prey. Yeah. So so he's he's gone, okay, so I'll invite these people um who who have been involved in these weird murders or whatever where people have had flesh torn from them that must mean that one of them is a werewolf right but that's like making a huge leap a huge assumption because none of them could be a werewolf well, or maybe even they could all be werewolves they could all be werewolves in which case he's in massive trouble yeah isn't exactly <laughs> and it's it's just like how is he how is he made up from that point that's that's like saying Oh, I, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, 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 an analogy for that, but it, it's 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 just crazy. His evidence is pretty thin, isn't it? But yeah. I, I, it just I, has to be right. You see, the, the the legal position is what worries me here because obviously false imprisonment because it's yeah. established quite soon after this that they're um that they're being kept against their will. Yeah, it's um, a bit where Michael tries to Michael Gambon's character tries but, to drive out. And, and, and um, claiming he's going to the village, and Tom just basically goes and gets him, yeah. and stops him from going. Um, quite <laughs> really, a really, bit of driving. It, yeah, but it's quite a boring car chase. I, I'm not <laughs> that impressed with. No, the action seems with, not great on it. No, but but okay, well, you've got false imprisonment, but then you've got the whole thing because he says, right, one of you is the werewolf. When you turn to the werewolf, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. It's like so that's legally that's, like, that's murder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. I'm going to shoot you. Well, hang on, that's still a person. You can't and, and, just do that. And and no one gets particularly worked up about it. They were like, well, yeah, absolutely. If I turn into a werewolf, you should shoot me, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. I mean, towards the end of the film, they get they, 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 a few of them start to get a bit more worked up. But I think yeah, it's, I almost like they're trying to, it's almost like they're just humouring him a little bit at the beginning. It's when people start actually dying, they start yeah. going, well, I don't really want to die. Yeah. So, um, well, should we, what, should we talk about more of the, the cast? Let's talk or? about Peter Cushing. What do you Let's think? talk about Peter Cushing. Because Professor Lundgren, yeah. um, I mean, he's got quite a thin, he's got, well, no backstory. No, it's mentioned the, he's, yeah. he's actually uh, got some kind of professor of archaeology and this, yeah. this werewolf stuff is his hobby. It's just, it's just, yeah, just something he, he likes doing. He's just made a lifelong study without ever actually finding a werewolf. Yeah. And so he's he's pretty happy because you know he's, and, he's and, see and he knows all of this this information about werewolves. Yeah. So presumably he's seen a few werewolf films. Well, you know, he's obviously in Van Helsing mode here. It's that yeah. kind of thing. But he like um, that, well, that Amicus film we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, now the screaming starts. He 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 is like Van Helsing, but he's not particularly effective. He's there to explain what's happening, but he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't really. He's there to give it some sort of rational basis. He's, he's not there to save the day. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's not a, a protagonist. No. 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 And we don't really. I mean, that's pretty much all we get of his backstory. So Peter Cushing, obviously, being the consummate professional, yeah. fills it in with an accent, and you know his. Yeah, Peter Cushing. So, oh, you know Peter Cushing, famous for being brilliant with props. Yeah. Um, there's a scene later on, later on when um, they all have to like suck on a silver bullet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that, uh, you just you just see him at work there because he's got the silver bullet and he he, he takes out the um, handkerchief and he gives it a good yeah, rub and he yeah. puts it in his mouth and goes and takes it out. Yeah, I'm not well. Yeah. yeah. And then you see that you know he was the master with props. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it was for me almost as good as the candlesticks at the end of Dracula. Which <laughs> 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 is not nice. Nice to see him in action like that. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's that's one for the connoisseurs of Peter Cushing performances. But <laughs> uh, 
it's it's vintage stuff in that yeah. kind of way. But you know, we're talking 1974, so we're not. He's not really at his no, peak. He's not. And yeah, you know, he's good solid stuff. He's almost, you know, I, I he's not. He's good in these supporting roles, but yeah. I like to see I like to see him in main roles. And this is um, the same year as um, Hammer went down an even more hilarious um, side road, <laughs> Blind Alley, with, with um, Legends of the Seven yeah. Golden Vampires. Yeah. And but then Pitt, the same, same year, he was a full-on action hero in Hong yeah. Kong. Apparently, hated it yes. <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so he was he yeah. was still getting those those big, yeah, big yeah, roles. Yeah, this this is a bit gentler, a bit yeah. less to do. And, and I think I think. Much I hate to say, it, I think he's sort of he's sort of going for the motions and phoning it in. That doesn't mean to say that he's not brilliant, because he, even when he's doing that, he, he's brilliant. But I, oh, I don't think it's nothing to work with, is it? No. So uh, he's, he's sort of just li- literally his whole backstory. Yeah. Archaeologist. Archaeologist. Interested in werewolves. Knows a lot about werewolves. <laughs> That's it. And it's kind of this is this is kind of a flaw in the film yeah. because a really good detective story tells you a lot about the background of yeah. each character so you can kind of work exactly. it out well, this, Agatha this Christie is the idea. Would, would always do that this is, yeah so this is the idea behind this film is it is meant to be uh, like an Agatha Christie style well, well Tender Lindsay who done it yeah sort of yeah but um, it's it's not quite like that because you just don't know enough about any of them no you just get tiny little snippets yeah but a lot a lot of the dialogue is driving the plot forward. Yeah. And there's not, there's virtually no character stuff in it at all. No, no, not even, not even um, um, Tom Newcliffe. You know, even his character, and he's he's like the main. You don't character, well, but you we, don't really we, we, find out why he's. I think we've already hunting thing. And, the and only thing, the only other thing. You know, hunter, big businessman. Yeah. But um, he got out of his poor village by um, his wife. Yeah. 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 She, she, she was, she was wealthy to begin with. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing you know. Yeah. Um, let's, 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 let's cover Charles Gray because his character Bennington could be quite an interesting backstory because he was like a, wasn't he like a? He was like a diplomat. Yeah. Wasn't he? And, he? and some people, of his group uh, got killed or went missing in mysterious circumstances and then he was shuffled off into a said, it's I know, it's completely exonerated and then they fired you. Yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was good, but then, yeah. you know, he doesn't really do... I, I, he I was doesn't so do much. He, he's he's, he's there really to do, do the, the sarcastic comments, I think. Well, I mean, which he's very good at. But which I, he's great at. I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of his dialogue is about the rules of croquet. Yeah, <laughs> and and sadly he he dies he, he yeah. dies reasonably early in the well yeah. in the third act so so you, you don't get to see as much of Charles Gray as you'd like no and then I guess the the next sort of uh, well you, the other two actors is you've got Anton Dufresne who was as Pavel she yeah, who was who was quite famous mostly for. Generally, he played lots of Nazis in Well, films. he had a history, um, interesting history with Hammer in the 50s. Yes, yeah, he was in um, The Man Who Could Cheat Death. Yeah, yes, he was. But yeah. do, do you know that? He. Oh, yes, I think you... Uh, he was in something else as well, wasn't he? Um, oh, he no, was. go on, remind me. Right, I've never even seen this, but after the success of Curse of Frankenstein, Hammer went to uh, Hollywood... And made a TV pilot of a Frankenstein TV ah. show, and Anton Dufresne was Frankenstein. Ah, okay. No, I didn't know that. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, that uh, probably doesn't exist anymore. Um, and of course, it wouldn't be a very British horror without the obligatory Doctor Who reference. Yep. So Anton Dufresne was in um, Silver Nemesis yeah. playing a Nazi. <laughs> Yay! Kaching. <laughs> 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 a, a Nazi that tried to um, uh, take on the side of men and yeah. failed. I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was basically his last. So it probably that, was. He, yeah. he was pretty old by then. That was yeah. 1987, wasn't it? Yeah. 88. 80, 88. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't think he he went on much longer. And speaking of Doctor Who appearances, Tom Chapman. Tom oh, Chapman. Have we had him in a film before? What we've discussed because I seem to recall. I've We've spoken sure. about him before. Yeah, but I think that was when we were talking about this film. Oh, okay. 
Um, but, I, but yeah, he's he's. He, oh, oh no no no, maybe, maybe he cameoed, didn't he? He was in definitely one film we we've watched. I'm pretty certain. I'm gonna have to look at Tom Chadbourne at the end. <laughs> because he was in um, City of Death, the Tom Baker story, which got the highest ever ratings of a Doctor Who story. On account of ITV Strike. On account of ITV not being on. And he was in a Blake 7 episode as well. And lots of other things. Good feeling. Good ha- sort of carry on talking while I'm scrolling down. And, um, yeah. And he, I think he's rather good in this. I think he's... He's, he, he's, he's one of the... Uh, along with Peter Cushing, he's one of the people that has obviously worked quite hard on his character. Like I said before, I think Charles Gray is just doing Charles Gray stuff, even though that's great. Michael Gambon is just like... He's just boring. Um, But Tom Chapman does a really good job, I think, of actually uh, fleshing out, excuse the pun for that, but is fleshing his character out a bit, even though, again, he has nothing to work with. I I agree. And do you know that he has been in... uh, uh, Oh, he's in two Doctors. He's in in the, the, the first part... Um, story of Trial of a Time Lord. Yes, uh, yes, you're right. I'm looking at that now, but I wasn't <laughs> about to say that because this is not a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, no, he was in um, 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 the Sand Tape. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's where that's where we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that seems to want to go now. <laughs> um, yes, and uh, so yeah, so I think he he does quite well, although it. <laughs> He's kind of stressed, and his character seems one of his characters' trait is that he seems to be quite hairy, and and he's he's throughout the entire first two thirds of the film, um, and he he's he's suspect number one, isn't he? I mean, he's the one that they, that, that Newcliffe suspects is the werewolf. But yeah, that's right. Actually, Tom Chadbon himself is, doesn't appear to be a particularly hairy person. I think they could have got somebody with a massive beard and lots well, of. He doesn't. He yeah. tries, but I think I get the feeling that the the character is is supposed to be physically much more wolf-like in his normal appearance. Yeah, but you know they they needed someone who was available. Yeah, it? yeah, and and like I said, he he's he does a, a pretty brilliant job in making the character vaguely believable. We should cover as well the two. Uh, Female yeah. roles. It's terrible to do it last, but they're not that well written. No. You know, I well, wouldn't... they're, they're, just, they're just women, aren't they? Well, which they is to be like that. In this, this is where the film goes back a little bit. Uh, yeah, just, I, think, I think that's right. Loses a few points from its um, race thing. So um, Tom's wife Caroline played I, by Marlene Clark. I think she's actually quite good. Yes, she doesn't have a lot to do. She doesn't have anything to do, but I think she she's quite quite she's, good. Uh, I mean, yes, and uh, can I put a spoiler warning in now? Yes, we're going to have loads of spoilers. <laughs> they're about to start. Well, yeah, go on. The, the, yeah, we're, we're going to start now because um, Marlene does turn out Marlene's character Caroline does turn out to be a werewolf. Not the not the main werewolf because no. she's she turns out to have been a contracted the werewolf. Twist. The werewolf virus, and um, there's there's a, there's her last line um, before she uh, dies in a tragic being shot in the head with a silver bullet accident. <laughs> it, 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 it's something like time for my pills, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, she and because I think she knows that she knows she's about to be exposed as a werewolf, and yeah. and and that her husband's about to you know go a bit crazy, and. Um, Yes, yeah, so you get some quite good um, emotional depth into that line. Yeah. But it's the only thing she has to do in the whole film, apart from just be pretty annoyed at her husband's ridiculous behaviour without actually putting yeah. a stop to it. Which no. you know, actually. Yeah, but then, but then to be prob- fair, he, he his behaviour just gets to the point of being really quite obsessively borderline psychotic. Well, and I mean, actually, and it, maybe you don't want to kind of. It, it starts at that point. That's why. I think. Yeah. <laughs> does start at that point. No, I think yeah. it starts earlier. I think he gets more and more unhinged throughout the film. Well, he, 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 he gets, he loses his calm, but what he's doing is is always murderously insane. Well, he's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's planned lots of stuff out. <laughs> yeah. So, for instance, there's a big bit about Wolfsbane. 
Yeah. Where um, yeah, they're going, oh, but you need to have Wolfsbane, and and he, then he goes out to the uh, goes out to the, the greenhouse and brings some in. Yeah. And and it's just a plant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the the other uh, just 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 quickly for a full house. Um, so we've got um, Davina Gilmore played by uh, an actress called Kieran. Kieran Madden? Yeah, I don't know how you say that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, she's a British stage film and television actress. And um, this is... Yeah, she, I mean, she has pretty much nothing to do in this scene, really. Really nothing to do. She's sort of a suspect, but... Well, <laughs> I guess she, yeah, yeah, she, she, she is a suspect, but we never really, we never really know anything about her at all, apart from. Uh, well, she's a friend of, um, according uh, to of, of Caroline. Uh, yes, an old roommate. Yeah, uh, and now, yeah. and now married to um, Jan. Yeah. Uh, Jan Gilmore, apparently the um, the pianist. Um, uh, but they they've only really got together after his. Um, International pianism career has. Uh, yeah. Do you like to like that word I made up? There? Pianism. Yeah. <laughs> His international pianism <laughs> career has um, <laughs> has dried up, uh, and that's it. That's that. Really, is it? And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, and um, it's it's not us avoiding mentioning and talking no. about the female characters. It's it's no, there's not much in it. I, I what I loved about this, and 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 I think sometimes this film. Again, it's like a, a, a weird mashup of all kinds of different styles, but but um, and I think sometimes it's it's unintentionally funny. And one of the bits that kind of made me chuckle a little bit was the obvious bit where it's clearly meant to be they they're clearly wanting to pitch it as a who done it so that you can figure out who who the werewolf is, um, um, or a where done it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where he's got everybody. He's introducing everybody, and 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 when he's got them all together near the start, yeah. And and he's literally just going, "This is so and so, and you're this, and you're this, and you're this," as if to say, like, "This is a who done it, and these are the these are the characters, uh, the, the clues to all the characters that I'm going to spell out one by one now at this point." And it was just so obvious, going, "Look, this is a who done it." These are the clues that it just it just made me. I tell you what made me laugh. The werewolf is a dog. It's just a dog. It's, yeah. it's quite. It's not even. It doesn't even look vicious. No. It's just a dog. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a German Shepherd dog though. Well, it's yeah. not even a big German Shepherd. <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, they, have they painted it black? Uh, possibly. Either that. It's wearing some sort of coat or something. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. We haven't really moved on from *Hound of the Baskervilles*. There's just no, no. way of making it like a no. a dog scary. They, they, I mean, they've obviously not. Um, they've decided not to do uh, a person in a, yeah. in a werewolf they costume. Yeah, wolfman type yeah. thing. And um, yeah, obviously there weren't that many actual wolves. No. Um, yeah. No, although probably, uh, you know. Would it have killed them to get an actual, like, to get something that looked like a wolf? Go to a zoo, film a wolf, <laughs> do a close-up of a wolf. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have oh, killed yeah. them because it probably would have cost like fifty quid. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so for for me, the, the werewolves are rubbish. Yeah. Um, but then that's fairly typical, sadly. Um, okay. Um, so. We could talk about the um, the director, directed by a guy called Paul Annett, or Paul yeah. An- Annett. Okay. What what do we know about him? Uh, that he doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Maybe we'll move on from that. Then. <laughs> just just getting back to the Who Done It thing. The other thing as well is that when um, Lundgren is is describing all of the um, symptoms of being a werewolf that comes right after the bit where we've introduced all the characters and it's just more obvious signposting that look this is more clues this is what you need to look out for 
<laughs> so of course none of that pays off later on ever you know there's, there's no there's no just like to point out there's no way you can actually i don't think unless i've missed something there's no way from watching this film you can work out who the werewolf is no you're right you're right which is it's it's totally random uh, yeah, which is a bit disappointing, really. Yeah. But we've already covered this. There's not enough information, which um, is great, and that can work really well. Because if you think about the Sherlock Holmes stories, there's no way you can work them out either. That's true. But they at least then, when when it's explained, it at least all then makes sense. Yeah. And and you can work back, and you can kind of see where everything fits in. This this doesn't do that. Well, no, because there's no explanation. No, because there's no no yeah. No. There's no clues that there are clues, but they don't go anywhere. Yeah, and there's, there's no one like um, Professor Langman doesn't wrap it all up at the end. No. There's no investigation particularly. It's just no. it, it, it's it's more like a kind of sit around and wait for someone to die kind of thing. Yeah. Paul Annett, by the way, um, he, <laughs> I think he must have been young uh, when he did this film. I'm not very. I, I mean, I only, I, only, I only talk about him at all because I think he does a pretty sucky job. Yeah, but you know, it was clearly his first. Yeah. I think. That, I so think, he's, I, I he's think an it was accountant. Paul, now is that right? Something like that. He's only. <laughs> oh, he did. No, look at that. He did an episode a couple of years previously of Dead of Night. Okay. Oh, looks like one of the episodes that no longer exists. Oh, interesting. Uh, but he's a TV director, basically. Okay. Um, he he he's known for. Oh, look at that. IMDb is quite good sometimes. Oh, I was yeah. writing this guy off. I was writing this guy off, okay. but because um, the headline is "Beast Must Die" and "EastEnders," yeah. and I'm thinking, "Yeah, all right." So, okay, he's he's in Emmerdale, Biker Grove. Yeah, exactly. But if you scroll down, Tales of the Unexpected, three, yeah, Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. That's, that that's the, it. That's the which, good one. Scandal in Bohemia, solitary cyclist, and the Copper Beaches. Oh, so they're the um, they're the Jeremy Brett ones. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Brett and David Burke. They're yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Therefore. I apologise, Mr. Yeah. Annette. You did Funny enough, your whole career. Look down there, and there, he's done Agatha yet. Christie's Partners in Crime. Yes. So he goes, obviously revisits the Who Done It. <laughs> exactly. Genre later on, <laughs> having proved himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this. Yeah, I, I, yeah. He was obviously his TV career started in '69. I think. Um, yeah. Beast Must Die was his first, and it looks like only feature film. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so um, slightly disappointing. Okay. What about the writer? Because he's not someone that's particularly well known. Michael Winder. Uh, now you're talking. While you're looking at I'd, I'd say that this. this <coughs> it's from a story by. This is from a, sh- a, a sort of short novella story by um, a writer called James Blish. Now, if you're suitably geeky, he did he did a few sort of sci fi things. But he's probably most well known for writing uh, around about 12 or um, adaptations of the original Star Trek series. It's 11 and a half, but only because he died during okay. number 12. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he <laughs> adapted the original episodes of Star Trek and, and put them out in novelizations, which I had quite a few of in my, my youth. And... Um, yeah, I did actually try to find this story to see if there was a, it was online anywhere, or to see if you could actually get it on on Kindle or anything like that. It, it only exists in a couple of very um, uh, no longer um, published anthologies, both of James Blish's own work and 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 in a couple of other horror anthologies. So it didn't seem that you could get hold of it in any way, other than by second hand so I haven't been able to read it but apparently it does concern um, it's basically a group of people in a remote country manor and they discover that one of their numbers is a, a werewolf um, and I don't quite know um, it does have uh, one of the characters is a psychiatrist called Christian Lundgren huh? and he, he, he states that it's in much the same way as it do in the film that it's it's a disease yeah um, but but then this I mean oh you, you do, he does say that in the film and yeah. then he actually goes on to describe um, it eventually kills the um, sufferer yeah uh, by their white blood cells will die off yeah which is you know um, 
So, so prefiguring yeah. an actual disease. So yeah. apparently, this takes place in a manner in the Scottish countryside, furthering, further strengthening my my uh, theory that werewolves in Scotland are, are closely knit, which I think I brought up back in Doctor Terror when we did that. Yes, yes. So were, werewolves yeah. in Scotland. Um, but yes, a lot of the characters' names are the same. So in the story, Tom Newcliffe has invited people for for a gathering, um, and yeah. Interest and, and the, there is a Jan uh, Jarmoskowski, who's a Polish concert pianist. Oh no, he's Gilmore, Jan Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. Isn't he? So they obviously thought it was too difficult, and, and actually maybe that's where the Polish. Think of Paul. Yeah, um, Paul Foot is actually um, is actually a character in it as well. He's a painter. Um, a painter. Oh yeah. no, this this Paul Foot is a painter. They, they, yes, they, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So, so um, <coughs> yeah, so th- th- this this uh, so the adaptation seems reasonably good. Yeah, so it is, but then but then uh, he it's not um, Newcliffs. There is friends, so and this happens when they're round, round when they're all together, oh, okay, so rather than than them actually trying to him actually keeping them against his will and uh, and and forcing them to go through tests and rituals so he can kill the werewolf. That is quite um, a twist. But apparently, just looking at... Uh, looking Because it doesn't have the full plot here. Um, but it does say, in quite an intriguing line on the, the, uh, the Wikipedia page, uh, a female character named Doris is revealed to be a witch and this subplot is important to the story's resolution. Ah. Now Sorry, where was Doris. that? Where was that in the film? Oh, that you see that? So, yeah, so that would have probably sorted the gender balance out a bit. Yeah, yeah that was um, that was cut by probably for reasons of budget, frankly, by um, um, Michael Winder, the screenwriter, who had a, had a spectacularly undistinguished <laughs> career, I'm afraid, apart from this film, and who. who yeah, I did do an episode of Space 1999. Okay. But, but um, yeah, perhaps his um, uh, his limitations um, were the reason we lost Doris. Oh, shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's. I just want to cover off a couple more things and then we're really done. Yeah. When we get to the werewolf break, which happens about an hour and ten or an hour and fifteen minutes into yeah, it, is it awesome? What do you think? The werewolf break. Okay, I I, I like the fact it, it it's a, a, a little gimmick. Uh, I and it probably would have been fun if you'd been sitting watching this in the cinema. Might have had a thirty seconds of like, who do you think it is? It, it can sound like the countdown. Yeah, clock. it does. Yeah, over <laughs> over faces of all of the suspects. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a bit meaningless, really, isn't it? Because it has no real outcome on anything. Um, and it, it's all anyone remembers about this film. It is, all, and it, this is why <laughs> this film is is remembered at all. I think, um, and and it has, yeah, like I said before, there's no way you can actually work this out. So it's just like a random. It's a waste of thirty seconds, yes. really. But yeah. you know, it, it, it's a bit of fun. Yeah. I, I quite like Appar- it. Apparently, I've, I, I was reading that the the directors really were really against this. Uh, <laughs> sure Milton, Milton Sabotsky, who apparently this was the last film he had any um, say in, apparently, according really? to what I read, or any direct say in. He, he, he actually hated this film, but loved the gimmick. So he said the gimmick's got to stay. Because Amicus did go on for a fair few years yeah. after this. But this is apparently the last film he had involvement with. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but he, he hated the film, and he... he, he, he the only bit he liked was the gimmick, and he insisted that stay in. <laughs> well, I, I like the gimmick. I, I, I like it as well. It's kind of silly and fun. Actually, a lot of this film is quite silly. But um, okay, Then that takes us to the resolution, really. Yeah. Which is, yeah, okay, so poor old Caroline, but the, the, the real werewolf is Jan. Yes. Michael Gambon. Yeah. Who, who, um, and there's some kind of showdown between the German Shepherd and, and, uh, and uh, yeah. as, as far as I can tell, as well. oh yeah, no, that was earlier, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jeremy Shepherd and uh, Tom, yes. And uh, as far as I can tell, um, 
the German Shepherd just drops down dead for no reason. I presume it gets shot by. No, it does get it. shot. It's not filmed in a particularly in mm. a way that particularly suggests that he has got shot. It's it's not. It's all a bit of a muddle. So another kind of sucky yeah. action scene, really. And then and then the German Shepherd turns into Michael Gamble. Yeah. Michael Gamble wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, obviously <laughs> turning into a werewolf has the, uh, despite being an illness and having a scientific explanation, uh, can actually magic your shirt back, and your clothes <laughs> back. So that's that's quite. Handy. I thought it was just like because it was like, it was a it was a body shot anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you would have had to have full frontal nudity. All, no. all Michael Gamble needed to do was take just his shirt to, off for like 10 yeah, seconds. Just needed to see some bare shoulders. Or yeah, yeah. That would have been it. And that would have been fine. But no, no he was wearing yeah. his shirt. That was ridiculous. And um, but and they, 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 they thought they lingered on his face for quite a while as well. With the, um, well, I was, I was looking at his collar thinking, what the hell is that doing there? So yeah. I didn't even look oh, at right. his face. No, they, sort of, they sort of linger on it for a bit as if to say... Look, this is who it was. This man, this person. Remember oh. him? He's the werewolf. And um, you may have forgotten him. He was only in this for about ten minutes. He only had about three lines. But it's this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but there is a twist because in the scuffle, Tom has been injured by the werewolf yeah. and infected by the werewolf <clears throat> disease. Yeah. So, um, luckily, there's a cure for the yeah. werewolf. <laughs> Disease, unfortunately, it's a shotgun <laughs> to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> so, yeah, quite a downbeat message. Uh, can I just point out though that, that that you know there's there's all that happens, and obviously the two people that are left are um, Peter Davina. Cushing and, and, uh, and Davina, Lundgren and Davina, yeah. and they're the last two people left. And obviously, it's meant to be a downbeat. You're supposed to feel quite. Sad for for Tom as well, I think. Yeah. But actually, I'm going. Yes, go on, do yourself in, you psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you nutter. <laughs> Got all these other people killed. Do yourself in. And actually, I, I was feeling quite sympathetic towards the werewolf uh, later on. Yeah. Because it's only because the werewolf's just minding its own business. It's only really because um, Tom is just obsessively trying to kill it that it starts killing everybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at that point I was thinking this is this is not a good place to be because like the, the Cushing and and the other, and Davina they they need to make a run for it because because you know if the police turn up there's going to be loads of bodies there a guy that shot himself in the head it's not going to look good it's going to look like say it was all werewolves yeah, it's gonna, it's all werewolves, go, oh, right? of course yeah. it was yeah <laughs> of course I'll just put on these nice shiny bracelets and get in <laughs> and get in a nice police car for us please uh, it's, like, it's, it's, it's not going to look good is it it's like it's a mass murder and they're the only suspects and with no decent alibi in Venice you know, I mean, there are, at some points in the film, they do say we should call the police, and uh, no, yeah, what? that's only right at the end. It, no one it doesn't occur to anybody to. No, no, do they have a conversation about calling the police? And, and Tom goes, "What? Some local Bobby? We're going to explain to him about werewolves." That does happen. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Then Lundgren brings it up later. Yeah, but uh, and there's a lot of horror, or even other kinds of films, where um, there's going to be a lot of explaining to do at the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're right. You're right. Peter, Peter Cushing has uh, Peter Cushing and uh, Davina. Oh dear, yeah. they're going to spend a lot of time in interrogation and become celebrities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Peter Cushing's character does have quite a cool jumper on just before that when they're explaining that police scene as well. I'm almost sure he's wearing his own clothes and at least some of the. I still. think he probably is. Because. That's they're quite they're quite cool, trendy old man clothes. That um, that scene with the bullet that I, I mentioned before, I'm at, almost certain I've seen him like wearing that same jacket. Yeah. But like in the eighties when he was an old man. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> possible. I mean, it may be that he he just kept it from from this film. And we did but we talked about now the screaming starts. We, I mean, he you know he was. Um, we're talking about then moving props and wigs and costumes yeah. from one film to the next. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if it was just like you, got, you haven't got a, like a Swedish-looking jacket. Yeah. Pete? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, I've got yeah, a jacket." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. This 
is the podcast break. Have you guessed whether Chris and Paul like this film? Is it Chris who enjoys this? Paul who thinks it holds up? Or both think it's scary? You have 30 seconds to give your answer. So, now we've got the three questions. Okay. Question number one. Did you like this film? My answer is yes. And my answer, I thought, and let's see if the listeners got this right, was also yes. Now, I was quite surprised at this, because this film has a bit of a reputation for, for not being very good. Yeah, and um, and well, I I think a lot of people remember, like you said, the gimmick, the gimmick part of it. And I think, to be fair, they've got a point. It's not very good, and it's it's quite badly filmed. And, I think and the direction and the, the, the script is fairly awful. <laughs> yeah, come to think of it, yeah. <laughs> and there's lots that's really bad about it. But do you know what? I I kind of went into this thinking this is going to be a bit of a drag. But actually, it was really good. I really enjoyed myself. It was really good fun. It's, it's, it's a really silly, daft film. It is that, lovable. That, it's lovable. Just, it's, it's just mad. It's just, it just makes... Uh, it's just silly. You won't get angry or bored or irritated with this film. Really. No. You just... It's, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, it won't, no. it's not particularly it, it, gripping, but no. it, it, it's, it's, it is entertaining. It's, it manages to be unintentionally funny a lot of the time mm. or maybe that was intentional I don't know it's got a very silly uh, dog in it as a werewolf which kind of <laughs> makes some of the scenes quite funny as well when yeah, it turns up yeah. and they're all looking really scared it's like oh look at the cute little doggy <laughs> come here and let me, let me tickle your chin exactly did they try to give you a nice yeah. little stroke like, <laughs> get, get a pedigree chum out it'll be fine <laughs> So so yeah, it's, it, there's lots of that, and and it, it has its good points. Like we said earlier, the main lead is a, a is a black character that's not you know that race is not an issue with it, and mm. and it has some good performances. I think actually having a despite uh, having nothing to work with, having a black lead character isn't that almost well? I'm not sure it's not unique in no. British horror, but it's first time we've come across yeah, this, I yeah. think it's very rare. <laughs> well, it's the first time that a, a black actor is, is not a servant, or well, I mean, well, there is a servant that's played by a black actor in this, but... Thinking um, of uh, Plague of the Zombies, which yeah. had uh, black actors basically b- banging the voodoo drums, yeah. I think this is this is, this yeah. is much more um, uh, positive um, uh, in terms of um, diversity, but... Um, yeah, it, yeah. In, it, as we talked about, it's also in terms of uh, uh, gender diversity. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really bad. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of progressive in its own little way. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, I think it did well. Okay, so does this hold up? No, <laughs> no. It's it so so doesn't. I mean, it's I, I don't, very hideously dated. Yeah. Yeah, One of the things, the other thing that made me really laugh, actually, I found very amusing, was the bit where uh, the werewolf is first going going out, and uh, there's a couple of things there. Firstly, he's got Anton the Fring looking at the the cameras and everything, and he's mm. going out to hunt, hunt it down and try and capture it or kill it or whatever, and um, he's being tracked on all the cameras and everything. And I, it just amused me because he got up, and the first thing he does to to go out and hunt an animal which has super sensitive hearing is <laughs> put on PVC outfit. <laughs> and I think that's just going to squeak. Any <laughs> time he moves, it's going to squeak. And the, and the werewolf's going to hear it. And the other thing at that point, if he wanted to know who the werewolf was, he's already established he's got cameras in all the bedrooms. Why didn't he just look in every bedroom 
and go, oh, look, so-and-so's not in this room, so it must that's, be him. That's dealt with. Because Adam Dufresne says we could watch them in the bedrooms, and he goes, I'm not a voyeur. Yeah, but, I mean, but they, they uh, yeah. Yeah, but he should have just done. Yeah, yeah he should have done. Nothing's been easier. I didn't think I'll watch that one. He's a murder swan. I'll wait till he turns up, and then I could just go and smother him with a pillow in his bed or something later on. Or poison something. But then I suppose he's more about the sport of chasing the the werewolf. But yeah, but yeah, PVC hunting outfit. I don't know if that's not ideal, is it? I agree with you. But anyway, the third and final question. <laughs> the third and final question. What is the third and final question? What is it scary? Oh, no, God, no. It's not scary in the slightest. Right. So well, I, think, I think some of the dialogue's a bit scary. I, 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 hope, um, I hope everyone got those questions So hopefully, right. yes. Hopefully well, you, you well solved done. it. Well done. Well done. You get a prize. Yes. Uh, of being smug. Bef- bef- your prize <laughs> is, is the next episode, but but before we say what the, what, what the next episode is going to cover, yeah, um, we have an email. We do. Um, it's from Eddie again. It's from Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie wrote to us about uh, our last episode. Um, greetings, Paul and Chris slash Chris and Paul, which I liked. Yeah. You know, very even-handed. Um, now you're in real classic British horror territory. It was kind of for you, Eddie, so I think you're right. <laughs> um, I've seen this movie many times, so your analysis was well received and enjoyed. We're talking about Plague of Zombies. Morel was in classic, was in class form, as was Ripper, Pierce, and Carson. However, I've always found Williams rather weak in the role of the village doctor. Yeah. yeah, I think we agreed with that, didn't we? And I've often thought the film would have been improved if the couple from The Reptile, Ray Barrett and Jennifer Daniel, had been used in this film. Well, I, I, I haven't seen The Reptile recently enough no, to, to know if that's true or not, but The Reptile is actually obviously quite similar and quite a good film. Yeah, yeah. Um, as for the zombie uniforms, your Mike Ashley slash Sports Direct analogy made me laugh out loud. Away the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> ah, as for next time, The Beast Must Die. This is the one film in my Amicus Coffin box set that doesn't get an airing very often. I've just looked at the cast and it's quite impressive. Yeah. Yes, it is. I agree with that. I'll give it a try this week and if it's poor like I remember, I'll use the werewolf break to make a cup of tea or feed the cat. <laughs> the werewolf break's only 30 seconds, though, so that's, that's a quick cup of tea. Oh, you can feed the cat. You can pause it and then have a werewolf break for a number of weeks, can you? Well, <laughs> do you agree with us, Eddie, or do you think it's poor like you, what you remember? Think. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, Eddie. That I, my memory of it was that it was really poor, but I actually found that I quite enjoyed this. I think maybe going in with with zero um, expectations of it is a good thing. Well, that's right, and so sometimes it depends yeah. what mood you're in, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I actually with play of the zombies, I. I um I I thought I underrated it based on probably being in a bad mood when I watched it when I was yeah, younger. Yeah. So um okay. I think all we've got now to deal with and thank you very much Eddie for that email. Um keep them coming. And anyone else who wants to be with us, please do so. Yeah. Um but the final the final revelation and your prize for probably getting the werewolf break thing right is next week we're gonna be covering over to you Paul. We we thought it's about time we covered a proper Frankenstein film. So we're going to be covering Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Yes, which was um, one of Sting's best. <sighs> it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Oh, uh, do you want to do the social media thing? Oh yes, yes. Obviously, if you want to contact us, you several ways of contacting us. You can uh, like us on our Facebook page and leave some comments there. That's. Uh, facebook.com forward slash a very British horror you can contact us by email like Eddie uh, at a very British horror dot com, or you can contact us on Twitter where we're at very Brit horror so do give us some more feedback we love the feedback we do love the feedback as much as we love Eddie's emails it'd be nice to have more emails as well yes don't make me fabricate something. Yeah, I'll we'll have to start making something. 
<laughs> right, well, um, until next time, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye-bye.